Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Tappin' with Taco podcast. I'm your host, Takato Watanabe. The goal of this podcast is closing the gap between the end of your military career to the start of your civilian career. On today's episode, I interview Will, who is an assistant nurse manager in the Seattle area. We talk about his journey from being a nurse in the army to a civilian nurse, how he was able to find a job within a week, and a few other miscellaneous tips to make your process easier. Hope you guys enjoy it. So today I have Will here. Uh, welcome to the Tap In with Taco podcast. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, Will is a nurse. What is it? An assistant nurse manager? Yes. Is that your role? Okay. So, um, so why don't we start with kind of like what what your current role is, and then we can kind of dive into what you did in the military, and then talk a little bit about your transition and how that went, and uh, some things that you learned, some things that you wish you could have done a little bit better, so the listeners have a little bit of insight into possibly, you know, what it looks like for them, for, for how it could be easier for them. Perfect. Um, let's get started with who I am. My name is Wilbur Jean Salonga. My current role right now is I am the operations assistant nurse manager for the OR for Virginia Mason Hospital in downtown Seattle. I tr- transitioned into management just a little bit over a year ago. Uh, my background was that I did about a little over eight years in both active duty and army reserves. I was I finished off as a OR nurse, in which I currently am, but transitioned more into um, management. Tell me about that transition. Like, what was that like when I was in active duty? It was around the time where we were um, down downgrading our forces. So I was actually involuntarily separated from the army because I did not um, get promoted cap, um, captain twice. So I wasn't really planning on transitioning out of the military into the civilian side. So it was kind of a eye-opener moment. Um, part of it too, I didn't really know who I was outside of the military. You're always, you know, you have your rank, right. your last name and your MOS and that's who you are and that's what you represent. And when you go to civilian world, it's, you know, it's different. When I heard the news that I was ETSing, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what to do. And I kind of took a little while for it to sink in and for me to digest what just happened. Like how much time did you have from the time you found out to the the time that you had to get out and you had to, you know, transition and go back to being a civilian? Luckily for me, that process was extended. So I had about a year for that transition from active duty to being in the civilian world. Good thing about that was I went to planning mode and I was, you know, thinking of what to do next. And luckily for me, I was able and fortunate enough to find a civilian job in about a week. So that was the cool. Okay, part. that's that's super quick. Okay, so yeah. how were you able to figure out like what you were going to do after the military? So as a OR nurse, in when I was in the army, they put me into orthopedic and neuro specialties. 
So I was the specialty nurse for those um, um, services in which I was able to, one, find out where I was going to go. I wanted to go back home in Washington State. I loved, I loved the area. I wanted to go back to Seattle. So that made it a lot easier for me to sp specify where I wanted to work. I saw and researched on different hospitals that needed my expertise. And I came across Swedish Orthopedic Institute, which specialized in orthopedics and um, ortho-neuro-spine surgeries, which I was pretty comfortable and um, well, uh, which has skilled to do. So you already kind of had the experience from the military and luckily kind of directly translated over yes. to the civilian side. Okay. Exactly. For someone in your position, what would you recommend them to start doing or to, to kind of kickstart their process to look for a job to make it quick, like years, like years took a week. You know, what, what are some things that you would recommend to these people that they do um, to make their process super quick like yours? So fortunately for that, you know, for me, it was unexpected. It was unplanned and I was unaware of what was happening. For somebody that wants to transition out of the military, the first thing that I would recommend for them to do, especially seeing soldiers in the reserves that did the same thing, was that you need to have a plan. Don't go out of the military without a plan because in the military, they take care of you. As much as people can love or dislike the military, they take care of their soldiers for the most part. Right. And one of the things that they do is they make sure that, you know, whether if you're not doing the job right, at least you're hopefully you have good leadership that they will be looking out for you and your well-being and trying to transition you into the right moves to be the better enlisted soldier or officer. So right. the biggest thing there, just have a plan before you leave. And when you have a plan, have the steps necessary to accomplish that plan. I've seen so many soldiers that get out of the military that didn't even know what they wanted to do after. And it's unfortunate when, when I reach back to them a year later, you know, they want to go back to the military because at least there was structure there. If, if you were to do this all over again, what's some things, maybe one thing or a couple things that you would do differently that other people may not see kind of in, in a similar position that's getting out um, that they might be blind to? So although it wasn't perfect, um, your ETS, when you ETS, you have to go through these courses and these classes. Um, taps, right? Taps, exactly. Take that seriously. Take notes. Do the best you can to understand it and ask a lot of questions. I know a lot of us, when we ETS, we're so, you know, relieved or getting ready to leave the army. And, you know, this TAPS is just another checkbox that we need to accomplish before we get out but they you could it's really important to take it seriously and learn from it because there's so many things there that i wish that i took notes you know such as i i mean i took notes of it and i did the best i can to it but the finance section of of taps was very beneficial um the one thing that i didn't take a full advantage of was the VA's um, uh, medical side, um, right. transitioning out, 
fortunately for me, I didn't really get hurt or do anything during my military career that would require me to seek out VA benefits. But you have a two-year mark to where you can still try to file your claim or try to seek VA benefits. It's definitely a lot harder once you become a civilian than when you are, you know, in your active duty role and doing it while you're ETS. But it's the process itself. It was difficult. And that's something that I wish that I was more, you know, determined to do. Right. But it would be worth it, right? If we were to go back and and do that, just because absolutely just the fact that you get paid forever (laughs) and for the rest of your life. Let's not forget to mention that it's also tax exempt as well. Yeah, that's too. true. That's true. So yeah. you don't ever get taxed. It's not counted as part of, part of your uh, income right there. And that was another thing too, aside from the culture shock, is when you get out of the military, you have to deal with taxes. Like that was something oh, yeah. that I transitioned out where I didn't really understand. When you're in active duty, your BAH, your BAS, all these things into your, into your um, uh, income are tax exempt. When you get out of into the civilian world, your whole paycheck is taxable. So there's right. different ways that you have to go through about your finances to try to seek tax shelters and find ways to reduce your um, taxes. Right, whether that's like 401k contributions or IRA. I know I won't get too much into kind of the financial stuff. I could talk about finances all day. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good call out. So, so financially just being prepared to, you know, see more come out of your paycheck than what you're used to. And, you know, you might have to balance that out with, you know, getting out and. I mean, let's not get it wrong. Like, at least for the role and job that I do, um, the civilian side of nursing pays a lot more than what, um, the military or the army, you know, offers. Mm-hmm. But, with taxes, it kind of evens it out. Got it. Okay. What if someone wants to transition from, yeah, like active duty and they want to become a nurse? Like, what does that process look like? And how was that like for you? Perfect. So always come with a plan, right? So when you are wanting to go to nursing, be prepared to take your prerequisites. Um, once you transition out, you kind of take a different role than what I did, which was After high school, I went straight into college, had the Army ROTC pay for my my school, and I was in through the nursing program. Here, it's a little more difficult in the sense that you're competing with a different set of population, a different set of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Nursing is very rigorous and very difficult. So one of the things that they try to do to weed out candidates is having a great GPA. When you're taking your pre-nursing degree or your prereqs for for nursing, you take these big science classes such as anatomy and physiology, microbiology. All these things are pretty much your gateway or your ticket to getting to the nursing program. And in order to do that, you need to have good grades. And I've seen so many um, nursing programs where they only accept people that have 3.9 or 4.0 GPA. So you need to buffer and strengthen your GPA with those those classes. Do you have to go to a major university, though? Or can you go, like, community college? Absolutely. Yeah, you can either go through a community college or a university. You just got to make sure that those credits 
transfer onto the nursing program that you want to go to. Right. Um, I know going through the community college route is definitely a lot cheaper and more financial savvy. But, you know, if once you transition out of the military, you know, use your your GI benefits that you can to go back right. to school. Got it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to use your benefits. What's your favorite part about nursing? <laughs> like what, what do you like being about a nurse? I, I think the, the biggest part about being a nurse would be just the freedom and opportunities that you have out there. You hear stories of nurses becoming CEOs of hospitals. You know, for us, we take more managerial positions. We, we're in more leadership groups. And if you're tired of being a certain type of nurse, you can always step back and say, hey, I don't want to do this and become a different kind of nurse. Mm-hmm. I have so many colleagues that was either med surge nurse, ICU nurse, OR nurse, and they're like, you know, this isn't for me. And they transitioned into different field of nursing and right. excelled in it. And even for myself, I was, you know, as a staff OR nurse, I wanted something different. So I went into management. So there's different ways that you can just spread your wings and find your niche. What are some characteristics that you would say that kind of keep in the back of their mind when they're, let's say, when they want to be a nurse when they transition? Well, one, the biggest, one of the biggest factors that I was very fortunate to have in my military career and training was just being resilient. Um, when I was a baby nurse coming into the military, coming into active duty, an officer basic course, I was put into this resiliency class or resiliency course for four months with my fellow um, colleagues and just taught us different ways to be resilient. Um, being resilient in, in anything that you do allows you to take the punches from, you know, everyday life and helps you keep on, you know, getting back up. Um, the leadership aspect in your job, whether, you know, you're a junior enlisted, your officer, the leadership aspect is there and don't take it for granted. But a lot of things that you learn from there, whether it's from, you know, your own experience or the le- the leaders that you see there, take that into consideration. And who knows, you could potentially be one in the civilian side. So when you say kind of the leadership, resiliency, are these things that were some of these things in the forefront of your mind or was it kind of ingrained in you and you just kind of like took that on and that was just part of your, your, no, I don't, I don't think that, um, uh, any of that was fully ingrained in me. I definitely had to step back and seek knowledge and seek learning opportunities to better my skills. Um, I wasn't, you know, the best leader i wasn't the best communicator but i know that i have to be humble and seek that knowledge to become better to want to be better and i think that's the biggest thing coming out is that you have the tools necessary to succeed coming out of the military now you just gotta fine-tune those tools and seek to become better because you if you you haven't seen it you you'd come across in your military career finding somebody that personifies what a great leader is or personify what a great soldier or great worker. And you can see that and experience that and put that into yourself and seek, hey, how did this person become that person that I want to be? And 
you know, seek the knowledge and seek the um, skills and training in order to become that. Got it. Yeah. That's some nuggets right there. Write those down. Uh, okay. Any any other topics you want to talk about? Um, one last thing for, for those who want to be a nurse. Uh, my biggest advice to you is don't give up. You know, being resilient is a very important thing, especially going through the nursing program. It is a very difficult undergraduate program. And every single class that you take, they try to weed you out. They try to break you and try to make sure that you're prepared for everyday life as mm -hmm. a nurse. Um, there were so many times where I wanted to give up and quit, but, you know, I didn't. And fortunately, I didn't because, I mean, I am who I am today because of all those hardships and difficulties. Yep. So, you know, keep it up, keep fighting and don't give up. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So for those, let's, for those who want to reach out to you, um, what would you, well, like, what's the best way if they have like additional questions or if they want to follow up and reach out to you, what, what's the best way that these guys can reach out to you? Yeah. LinkedIn would be perfect. If the, if you want, if you want to just go ahead and okay. get my link. Well, awesome. Thanks Will for being here. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your insight. And uh, yeah. yeah, obviously if you have any questions, you can um, obviously reach out to me directly or you can reach out to Will. Thank you. Takato. Yeah. I hope I hope this helps and good luck out there, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Will and can take away some valuable information. I'll leave Will's LinkedIn bio in the show notes. I also want to take a moment to thank all the frontline workers out there during these difficult times. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit that follow button if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram at Tappin with Taco Podcast. If there's a topic you want me to cover, feel free to send me that way. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Bill about the fundamental pieces you need to thrive in your civilian job. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. Like my first name, Phil.